Red Panda Koala is a UFO researcher and fantastically talented documentary filmmaker. His documentaries are taking YouTube by storm, and as more and more people discover his channel, it's only a matter of time before he explodes in popularity. The UFO phenomenon is his main topic of exploration. His videos are of extreme value to anybody wanting to educate themselves on the phenomenon while being entertained at the same time. As always, we've taken the time to create timestamps, and they can be found in the description. So, Red. We're going to start off with something pretty heavy, um, arguably the most profound and important question I'm going to ask you today. How and why did you come up with the name Red Panda Koala? Oh, oh. Uh, the name Red Panda Koala. I just like both of those animals, which I don't know if you know, like yeah. a red panda. It looks like a raccoon. A lot of people don't know what that is, but it's like really a cute looking animal. And um, the koalas, yeah, I just like koalas too. Same, same reason. They're kind of chill. They're kind of low key. And when I was coming up with the name, I didn't really know. I was like, do I want to put UFO in my name? Do I not? And then mm. I was like, oh, I'll just make something totally like not even related to anything. So then it's like, you know, it'll it'll give me kind of like a nice little uh, buffer or cushion to kind of like figure out like how to edit and stuff like that. Yeah. If I had some super good name and I got <laughs> a bunch of like views when I was early on editing, I don't think it would have been good. So. The, your first videos reasons. were pretty cool though i did enjoy your, your trailer for your channel a few years ago uh, like the, oh yeah <laughs> you, you started there, off pretty strong i would say oh thank you but yeah there is <laughs> definitely a, a difference but yeah it's fun it's learning right we're all learning yeah so so two favorite animals yeah basically yeah yeah two of yeah i would say definitely definitely red pandas for sure like the favorite animal and then koala i would say yeah after all this time now with the name and whatnot yeah probably so originally koala was like third or fourth something and now he's made yeah. up to second yeah okay mm -hmm. interesting what was second place before koala all the hard-hitting questions here yeah i don't know maybe i like dolphins too strong but yes he doesn't choice. have as much of a ring i feel like no no <laughs> strong favorite animal but no it doesn't have the same ring and now obviously it's got a great ring because it's becoming better known and and people like recognize that channel name and and it's i know yeah, right it's, it's, it's so cool. crazy red panda mm -hmm. koala like it rolls off the tongue <laughs> yeah and i um, like red i like being called red too so yeah like all my ufo friends online call me red and whatnot so it's yeah fun. Mm -hmm. nice yeah you got a new nickname um so tell tell me tell us a little bit more about your background like how you became a documentary maker if that's what you call yourself how you got into ufos um anything else you want to share like about your background just your life story really <laughs> yeah so um i uh i had graduated college in 2016 and i was doing like political science stuff okay. and then the political situation in america i was like not really trying to do political work so I was like, um, what could I do? And I really like history. So originally I was going to do Cold War history. Mm. So like different CIA coups and whatnot. Um, and then as I was like saving up for my computer to do that and kind of like script writing, like different top, uh, like videos in that subject matter. Um, that's when the 2017 New York Times stuff broke. Yeah. And I, I had never done a deep dive on UFOs. I They just kind of existed in that kind of like casual spot that. They exist for a lot of people of like, uh, I don't really, I haven't looked into it, but I have this strong opinion that it's probably dumb. Mm. Not like totally dumb, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So then right around that time I did a deep dive and then I was like, oh, there's a lot of good, um, there's like a lot of really good information out there on this subject in books and lectures. And uh, I was like, oh, people like really just don't have that much time to like read all these books. And you know what I mean? So I just made a channel. I, I shifted from Cold War to ufo because also like after the 2017 thing I, I just became super addicted 
I'm sure you could relate, right? If you're Very making much. a channel about it. <laughs> yeah. Like read about this stuff every day when I'm using the bathroom or like for yeah. bed, just reading on some really random site. Yeah. Uh so it kind of helped like um I don't know, manage like my obsession with the topic. And then also too, I'm sure you, you uh like everyone in this space can recognize this sentiment of like you try and talk to someone about it and it's like there's just so many layers you have to get to first <laughs> to even like get to the to what you want to talk to like someone who has no clue about ufos yeah. uh so it's kind of a way for me to like maybe get my family and friends to be able to talk about this stuff because it's like for example like trying to explain why tom DeLong is relevant or like you know what i mean it's like yeah you, you sound crazy just in a, in a kitchen at a party or something so yeah so yeah that, that's about it and then more and more stuff just continues coming out so it's it's been fun. It's been cool. It's UFO Twitter can, is like pretty fun for the most part, I think. And just kind of watching all the developments happen. Um, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So tell me before 2017, you said you were kind of like, you know, like, eh, like kind of mad about UFOs. And and I remember as well for myself, like that was my, that as well, the, those articles is where I went from, yeah, kind of a little bit indifferent. I think I was interested, but that was when I began my deep dive, I think, or, or yeah. around that time period anyway. It might have been just before if they were like rumored the articles were coming out or something. But some, around that time is when I, yeah, fully started a deep dive into it. But before that happened, like, do you remember much about your views on it? Did you just dismiss it? Did you were you kind of interested from a sci-fi perspective? Did you think it was based in any reality? Like, do you, or do you not really remember? For me, it's kind of a blur. Like my my views beforehand. But. Yeah, right. It's weird, and it's like now it's such a big part of our lives. Like, yeah. Um, I I remember on long car drives growing up, like coast to coast AM, mm -hmm. and I remember being interested in it. And my I remember my uh, parents did have one family friend who was into UFOs. So I feel like when I was like eight or so, he would like tell me about him and I would listen to it on the way home. But yeah, and and yeah, I wasn't like I hated UFOs or anything. It was kind of like what you were saying, like indifferent, like I just didn't have an opinion. But it's also uh, and it, and this kind of goes back into like the channel, too. I, and I'm sure you've experienced this, too. It's like this is one of those subject subjects where people have such a strong opinion with like having done no research. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that in itself is just kind of like a pretty strange and interesting like phenomena like with the population. Yeah, definitely. So Yeah, that's that's where I was, just kind of indifferent with no opinion, no no formed opinion and then I like to think that had I been out of like college for a few more years I would have gotten into it on my own. Mm. Cuz like I just go down super deep rabbit holes now, right? I'm sure you do too. Like now we're just like at the bottom of all the rabbit holes. Yeah. Uh, but um I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have, but I think I would have. But yeah, then 2017 happened, and now it's like right in front of everyone's face, and just trying to make sense of like what the heck. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you could probably relate to this too. Like when when I first saw the 2017 stuff, I was just like the beginning of Arrival or something. I was like, what the heck is this on TV? And it's like no one cares. It's like the strangest phenomena as well. Yeah, a little bit like Don't Look Up as well. Like all this is happening and the, these big things. You, you've seen the film Don't Look yeah, Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all these kind classic. of crazy headlines and crazy <laughs> videos and, and pilots telling their, their, their what they saw. And yeah. everybody's just like, yeah, what what's going on? I, I haven't heard yeah. anything about this. And yeah, so you needed I some remember. way to vent as well with your channel. You, you remember? Yeah, exactly. I, was gonna, I remember when that movie came out, like the UFO Twitter was like, feeling all validated and whatnot yeah <laughs> don't look yeah. up 
Yeah, it was a, it was a really good film. Like they nailed it in terms of like climate change, obviously, but also very much in terms of yeah this this phenomenon um, yeah. and what is going on with this. Like there's there's pe- there's these people that used to work in government. They're literally telling us this <laughs> stuff, and and people were just completely disregarding it. And yeah, and it's but, like it's like a this week it's like oh Obama like on TikTok like dancing mm. saying like UFOs are real like yeah it's just it, realities and memes sometimes. And actually mentioning aliens as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Get out to vote. Like aliens are real now. Like what? Yeah. Are you are you ever gonna do a video about like Obama and and or presidents and this kind of thing? Sorry, it just popped into my head. Uh, no, yeah, like, yeah. Because uh, uh, he used to be very, you know, like he'd he'd kind of be all like just laughing it off, but also kind of keeping his, you know, keeping very cool about it. And then obviously more recently, last few years, he's started to say a bit more. Like there are things there are flying around. We don't yeah. know what they are and. And it's kind of been a bit of an evolution, and he's a very interesting character, I think, because he's he handles himself very, you know, professionally in that in that sense. So yeah, have you mm-hmm. thought about doing something about him? Yeah, um, I think I would for sure. There's enough, I feel like, uh, information to make one about the Clintons that would be like long mm. enough. Yeah, but Obama, I don't know. It might have to be like a short, like ten minute one. There's not that much what I found so far. Yeah, although there is the whole John Podesta connection. So I guess if you want to like. Count, count like all the Tom DeLonge email, like the WikiLeaks emails, I think took place while he was partially uh, Obama's senior advisor. So there is that. That's a big connection, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and I bet the more then, yeah. you look into it, as with everything else, you'll find more connections. You'll be it's like, crazy. oh, no way. Like this guy as it's... well is related to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like every president has some crazy UFO connection that I didn't realize. And it's like, what? There's yeah. a. Uh, one I just found out that might be interesting too is Joe Biden. He had this advisor named Claiborne Pell. Have you heard of that? Have that guy? Not he, really. I don't think so. That's a, another wild rabbit hole to look up. He he helped get like the remote viewing um stuff declassified mm. in the nineties. Yeah. And he had like this uh, advisor who claimed to be like a a contactee, okay. but he was um Joe Biden's like uh mentor, I guess you could say, when Joe Biden first got into congress and when his like family died in that car accident like he was really close with this guy of all people so i was like oh wow like yeah they all have some connection so i i, I do think it'd be cool to do kind of like a rapid fire of like all the their connections really quickly yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah that's definitely um to go back a little bit then i i just another question about kind of how you got into these you making documentaries and things like mm-hmm. that um there's a question from from one of my one of my two patrons joe um i'll put his twitter in the description he said um please tell me about your influences as a documentary maker the style kind of reminds me of james fox in the way it's more objective and serious than an older generation of paranormal media so yeah he wants to know a bit about your influences and, and i'd love to hear that too and obviously um, what a compliment to be compared to james fox as well that's right that's, i know uh, thank praise. you joe <laughs> yeah um uh i uh what, what do i like i i mean i like think anomalous like uh that's a great channel right i do like i like that kind of uh immersive kind of story mm. where it feels kind of like almost in between like a movie and a book and a story uh we were kind of talking before the show of how I, I don't like to show my face in the documentaries because it, it, I feel like it helps with the immersion and like picking timely royalty free music and stuff like that. If I was to get to my face, I feel like it wouldn't um kind of help people get like feel like they're in the 50s or whatever. Yeah. So um, I feel like, uh yeah, a lot of the YouTube documentary like history um channels that you'll see, like I think what wars and generals and stuff like that. 
I want to get more into uh, like having animated maps. Okay. I'm hoping my Tupacabra can um help me with that. Um. So yeah, that would be cool for like UFO waves and and flaps and things like that. Yeah, or... yeah, you know those cool those cool vox maps. Did you have anybody else you wanted to talk about in like uh, influences or anything like that, or um, should, we, should we jump onto an another question? No, I mean I do like uh like James Fox. You know I feel like he gets a lot of really good like info because mm. there's a lot of um you know whatever the stigma or whatever when the subject is covered. Uh, but also I do I I like sightings and stuff too. I feel like they'll have their their own little unique place in the the history of this subject in America and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but you're trying to carve out your own style anyway. And yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's working. People are people are loving it. Um, I wanted to know how many videos like you plan in advance. Is it like kind of just one or two, or have you got kind of a whole strategy going, like a long term strategy? And can you share any spoilers? Yeah. Uh, so basically how I do it is, um, and I recommend this for people too, just for their own record keeping, make, mm -hmm. uh, make a discord with only yourself. And then I have like the channels, like I have like, um, the flying saucer people, flying saucer events, the in between era, which is what I call in between like the end of blue book and 2017. Yeah. And then I'll have like, um, Psy research, Soviet union, UFO stuff, and then have channels for like different topics. And then that makes it really easy to collect information like as you're going along researching because I think everyone could also relate to this where it's like you're researching one thing and then before you know it, you have like 350 tabs open of like different totally. like <laughs> old like yeah mystery school knowledge and stuff <laughs> so just to kind of like keep track of all that stuff uh I, I uh have that discord because you're able to use discord pretty easily on your phone and on your computer yeah and so I just put stuff in there and then once like I feel like something is like pretty interesting or like has like enough content to like make a pretty interesting video. Like I'll just kind of have like a mental note of it. And then, yeah, I kind of have like, I'm working on like the next two ish at a time. Yeah. And then, so right now I'm working on um the, the conclusion of like project blue book and all uh, whatnot. And it, uh, the, the emphasis is kind of trying to answer the question of like, how did science like, turn its back and i even say like abdicate its role yeah. um and that one should be out already right now by the time this is yes uh, hopefully so yeah. yes yeah cool yeah and how yeah because no mm, car carry on sorry no no no, no. all good i forgot <laughs> what i was gonna say uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was filling, I was filling space i was just gonna say like how many videos yeah like roughly have you kind of have you got in the back of your mind like uh you know five maybe in a, a head or like have you how uh, you got enough plans to kind of take you through to next year mid next year like i think yeah. i have enough to make like low to be honest probably like 70 pretty solid videos but in terms of just like when i'm actually like collecting and script writing and like Mm. spending the time to research i'm usually in like working like two to three in advance yeah um tr but really trying to focus because yeah then it'll it's so easy to get sidetracked researching and it's sometimes it's it's frustrating because i want to just go on all these tangents but i'm like okay i gotta yeah. really focus on this right now like <laughs> i feel you with that so much yeah uh, but you've you got like 70 so do you kind of are they going to be like a, some kind of order some kind of strategy or is it just you're going to go through them and like pick what feels right when you finish you know when you finish one you're like okay i'm going to pick which one feels right for next and then so on yeah exactly like that and yeah. then also too youtube like allows you to have the, the playlist function or anything so yeah like um 
this one technically uh, is going to be like the end of the flying saucer era because it's going to cover like the end of blue book and uh science abdication or whatever but i do want to like come back to this era or whatever so then when people click on my channel like i'll be able to organize it in a way where yeah. it'll be kind of like chronological by by group yeah even if you don't do it chronologically you'll be able to yeah fix yeah. it up so so they can watch it like that um Okay, cool. Let's jump into talking a little bit more about the phenomenon rather than your channel. I'm sure we can okay. kind of there, there's we're going to be talking about your channel all the way through in in parts because obviously it's relevant to all of this. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to ask you on what your thoughts are on the kind of the UFO and nukes connection, um, which obviously you've made a really awesome video about that, and you, uh, which also featured Robert Hastings, which by the way had a comment from Robert Hastings, oh, yeah. which was which was so cool. How did that feel, by the way? Was that that must have felt great? That was pretty cool. Yeah, he did kind of correct me on some things, which I'm glad he did, right? Yeah. And, uh, I've tried to uh, contact him since, and he's kind of like, uh, he's in his recluse stage, I would say. He's hard so, to reach, right? Yeah. He's, <laughs> I, I want to no. get him on this podcast as well, but like, I just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten some like wonderful emails, but uh, that was cool. Like, he's done a lot of great work, so he's allowed to do that. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, um, but yeah, so you've done that video, which everybody should go and check out if they haven't already watched. And you also, you featured in a video recently with like, with Jesse Michelle's American Alchemy. Yeah, um, Jesse uh, Michaels, I think is uh, how- Jesse uh, Michaels, my bad. Yeah, yeah, you're in your French mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was cool. I didn't I didn't expect him to uh, like edit it in with Lou. So that was pretty interesting. That was pretty cool to be like, I've cool, never met yeah. Lou Elizondo, but I, I'm in an episode with him, you know? So yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah when i when i saw like the yeah that it was you and lou i was like oh cool is red gonna be like in a room <laughs> chatting with lou yeah. like this is i this know is... Oh, been cool <laughs> not this time next time maybe um but Remote i thought the video more. was really cool i thought i thought you came across well yeah um but yeah so tell me a little bit about what your thoughts are and obviously you've done loads of research on on that connection um i kind of don't even really feel like i have to say alleged connection anymore or like potential connection right. like, there's there's quite clearly some kind of connection there do you have any speculations on it? And it is speculation, obviously, uh, to yeah. a degree. But but based on your research and your understanding and everything, just kind of spitball for a bit. Give me your Some, thoughts. Sometimes I do wonder if it's like, and even with the military stuff, it's like we have so many sensors around this stuff. Mm. Like, you know, it gets seen a lot. But I do think they're interested. I'm personally of the belief that, like, they're not uh, totally benevolent. I think a lot of them are more agnostic to us. Mm -hmm. Just because humans have done a lot of really horrible stuff each other and the environment in the past yeah with no intervention so i don't know if necessarily they would prevent like i'm in the camp where i'm like oh they would prevent world war three because you know they did let us like nuke japan and whatnot yeah but i don't know i think i've and then yeah right it's all speculation but uh some of the contactees will say like they're told that nukes um like interfere in other dimensions and stuff like mm -hmm. that and this is when you start getting like frequencies and stuff like that so i could see that being a a thing and they and they did seem like super interested like right off the bat yeah so i would i would wager it's probably just more interest and maybe self-preservation of like these other things we can't see than it is like protecting humans but yeah. um i don't know we'll see what do, what do you think yeah, it, there's a lot of potential, like, what ifs and what could be. Yeah. Like I say, I think there's definitely some kind of connection. What you say about it affecting something somewhere else, like some people say that, like quantum entanglement vibes, like, yeah, uh, yeah something here affecting something over there. It's hard to get your head around, obviously. But I don't know. I don't think they're here to 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 wipe us out. I don't think they're here to invade us. 
obviously they could be um, yeah and i kind of hope they're not but i don't think so um whether like you say whether they would stop world war three if it comes to it it's anybody's guess obviously I, i'd like to hope <laughs> and think that maybe um but whether they would or not yeah we have no way of knowing uh it's pure speculation like you say they didn't stop us nuking nuking japan or they haven't stopped plenty of atrocities in the past but maybe if it was something that was going to wipe out all the life on the planet for all intents and purposes um maybe that would be different maybe that's where they draw the line um but yeah it's, it's, and there, it's and there just, do you do you pick up on the, i feel like there's some kind of like negative like end of the world kind of vibe that some ufo people kind of have sprinkled into their like theories or lore which yeah always kind of makes me go like hmm, like <laughs> right like you, you know steve bassett you know steve bassett yeah he's uh did a bunch of like lobbying and still does lobbying efforts and stuff like that yeah, yeah i had him on on here and he like talked for probably 40 minutes or something about like nuclear war the threat of nuclear war and how like we're in a situation now where either it's just a race between nuclear war and us wiping ourselves out or disclosure that's his belief is that we, like if disclosure comes first then we avert the nuclear disaster and and if we don't get disclosure he believes that we're inevitably gonna wipe ourselves out pretty quickly i think as well and he's really passionate about that really passionate yeah there's a lot of people who are saying that too like prevent yeah prevent the end of the world by disclosing and yeah we'll see do you think that we'll would see. change like um humanity's how we act obviously we as in like me and you and people just the normal people we don't necessarily need that to stop yeah. us doing horrible things but do you think it would change how the elite and the governments and things handle themselves do you think people would say okay let's let's put down the nukes we're all brothers and sisters you know it doesn't matter what we look like where we're from what our cultural background is all this kind of thing do yeah you- i don't I don't know. And it's so hard to guess too, because right, I feel like I feel like 2017, I feel like all the people who were into UFOs before 2017, mm-hmm. like wouldn't have predicted society's reaction to 2017 and kind of this stuff. How we were talking about a little earlier of like all these people are saying some pretty crazy things and like no one really cares. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe like no one would even care. But also I do think people get a lot of their cues from the media and whatnot. So I feel like if if the media was like constantly running stories of like this is crazy a lot of people would start being like whoa this is so crazy now yeah so i think it depends a lot on what the media does but hopefully maybe but then also i feel like there's also been such a strong um current of like project bluebeam being Mm. a thing in conspiracy circles like there will be a huge a huge outcry of that and then i don't know if you've seen but i've noticed a lot of like religious channels that cover this stuff um, mostly Christian, just because that's what I've been like finding. Uh, yeah. A lot of them view this kind of under the angle of like Book of Revelations, like these like things are the demonic, stuff. Collins elite stuff. So I do, I think, I think there will be some factions that kind of get uh, pretty intense with it. Yeah. So we'll see. But then again, it could also be where no one cares. <laughs> like- yeah, I think everybody would be different. Like I, I have some like strong Christians in my family and some of them, for example, some of them, they, like they, yeah. um, that's a weird thing to say, but they, they don't necessarily kind of feel like it would alter their religion at all. Like they feel like, you know, kind of, and I've heard it from other religions too, like that there's room in there for, for God or whoever is God in any particular religion to have, you know, other worlds or other, you know, 
beings yeah. that he's created in other places. So I think a lot of religions would be able to handle it, but then some would struggle. And again, everybody's different. Everybody handles things differently. Like you saw, like how we handled the pandemic, like some people took it in stride and, and some people didn't. And some, you know, every everyone and every organization, every country handle it differently. And I guess it would be the same. I do think there would be a significant chunk, like you mentioned, like if Biden came out tomorrow and said there's there's an extraterrestrial presence on Earth and say the media didn't pick up on it and just basically ignored it i think people half the people wouldn't really even know about it and then the other half yeah. would be like uh, do you think you do you think that was real or do you think you know do you think that was just nonsense like you know it, it yeah i don't know what it would take to get everybody on the same page at this point yeah and that's like a, a can of worms too because i feel like it's like a double uh mind you know like mind melt or whatever melts your brain or whatever where it's like one the existence of ufos and then two, it's like the fact that the government was able to like lie to you and like deceive you like this. Uh, I feel like that's going to be uh, a shock for people once it really internalizes. Because mm. at least for me, it was like, I feel like right people, it's like, okay, well, what is even real now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is Alaska <laughs> yeah. real? Like what? Like, you know, so yeah, I feel like, and especially because there's all this stuff of like fighting misinformation and fighting conspiracy mm. theories, you know what I mean? I feel like yeah, <laughs> they're going to come out and say like, okay, we kind of did the biggest one of all time on you guys, but uh, everything else don't. Yeah. Like, well, it I, just opens them up for so much. I think what they might do is kind of the tactic of like, oh, we've also been lied to by people that used to be in government. And like, you know, we're just finding out this now with you. Uh, and that's why they're only seeming, you know, that's why they're going back yeah. to 2004 and they're like, oh, like, oh, oh, we don't know about this stuff. And in that, in that congressional hearing, they're like, oh, what about, uh, oh, did you say Robert Silas at Malmstrom? Like, what, what's that? Oh, I've heard rumors about that, but nothing else. And, you know, they're just kind of playing like they don't know a lot of yeah. this, right? Like, whereas they must be aware of, so, again, I don't think everybody's aware of everything in, in government because obviously it's very compartmentalized and stuff like that. But surely these people know more than they, they let on, right? <laughs> yeah, it's funny to watch them like do the little dance, right? <laughs> like, like yeah, how you're doing it, like, oh, what? Shocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um have you so that's the ufos and nukes connection i don't know if there's any like other connections that you've well there's actually loads actually aren't there there are loads but one i've been thinking about a little bit more recently is like a connection with water um i was watching a series the other day unsolved mysteries on netflix they had an episode oh. on michigan i can't remember the year oh is maybe. that the new one the new episode that came out already oh, okay. yeah yeah have you seen it no i haven't i haven't seen it yet but i do know michigan has like a bunch of stuff i think connected to the water was that a big theme in that episode it wasn't necessarily a huge theme in just this episode it was it was there we, i recommend it by the way it was a really good episode oh yeah I there was just this there was this one moment and there was there was this kind of it was either one ufo or no there was a, a few ufos on one night and they were sighted by hundreds i think hundreds of people they were caught on radar and they were seen by a couple of pilots and and all these kind of things so they were very well recorded and there was this couple on the edge of Lake Michigan camping or, or whatever. And they apparently saw like a, a UFO hovering, like I think it was maybe 6,000 feet or 6,000 meters or something in the air. And basically a tower of water, like a waterfall going up to this craft. Oh, and I, and I got, and it would, the, the, the lady, the researcher that was, um, that, that looked into this case, she said like, oh, and this was one of the weirdest things I ever heard. And so I kind of, my ears pricked up, you know, and I'm listening. And then she talks about that massive, 
like tower of water and i was like whoa and I, and we always hear things about them kind of you know going into and out of the water like they, they they're uh, under you know underwater um unidentified objects as well and did they have I, a video of that or did they do like a recreation they recreation? did a recreation and it oh, kind cool. of yeah that's probably why it stuck in my brain so much as well because the recreation was like whoa did it look like the, the sun the sunspot things or whatever where it's like the ufo stealing energy from the sun yeah, yeah something like that it, it like looked that. wild yeah it was really it was really cool they did a cool job with the uh the recreation thing but yeah it just got my mind racing about like you know how, is there more to that kind of connection with water like that they're always seen over bodies of water there's loads of sightings aren't there over lakes and things like that as well yeah. as as well as over the sea so i don't know if you've ever given it any thought yeah uh kind of yeah because like yeah there's what catalina there's mm. always a bunch of stuff they say and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because um, it's somewhere where like we don't go. Maybe it's like yeah. it'd be easy to have like underwater base and and then even to kind of building off that, too. It's like um, Antarctica, you know, like what if they mm -hmm. could just go through snow like super easily? Yeah. So it would yeah. make sense. And yeah, like you said, there's a bunch of water connections. I think a lot of because Michigan has a bunch of activity that I think is mostly centered around like there are Great Lakes and whatnot. So yeah. it's I think and yeah, like everything's basically like uh, except for like Roswell or New Mexico stuff, it's all water related uh, to some degree. Yeah, seems. Yeah, we're at the the blue planet, right? So maybe maybe that's something to do with why they're here. Obviously, it's it's different to to nukes in the sense that that's a major national security issue and things like that. But yeah, yeah I thought it was still quite fascinating. This kind of potentially maybe un slightly untapped connection. Maybe we haven't really kind of dug into that enough. What um, do you think? Maybe they're um. So let's just let's just uh hypothesize with the with the with the one from the episode yeah what do you think they're using it for like energy or like what to drink or yeah i don't know i mean energy i don't know if it's to drink or maybe it's you know to maybe they've got like a i mean major speculation mode right but they could yeah. be taking like huge amounts of water to maybe transporting it somewhere else um to to, to grow stuff or to feed their farm of humans that they have on their mothership or on their other planet oh, yeah. or something i don't know i mean there's so many ways you could go with it maybe they're just trying to clean their their craft maybe they're just trying to get it looking good um yeah i i oh. have and then you have the stuff too where it's like the inside super big compared to the outside so maybe mm. they have like a whole giant ocean in there like, yeah that's like something knows? from doctor who right the uh yeah his, his or like TARDIS. harry potter like some of those things yeah yeah but i don't know like the amount of water you'd be able they'd be like taking up i just like I, I don't know how that would even work or like that must if if that was really like that then imagine when they stopped sucking all this water up it must have just all dropped down and created like a huge wave or something so whether it just looked like water maybe it was something else or may, I, you know i just yeah it just blew my mind that like seeing that recreation and, and hearing that story when it was also with so much other data, like I said, with radar and, and sightings by various people, police. Pilots. Was that one from the 90s? Uh, do you remember? Yes, I believe it is. It's either the 90s or the 80s, but I'm pretty sure it was the 90s. Yeah, I think it was either 96 or 94. I think 96. I'm going to go with 96. Cool. I think it was Michigan 1996. But check out the episode on Unsolved Mysteries. I, I highly recommend it. It was nice. Really, really well made um i got another question from joe um so oh, i'm gonna I read it joe. kind of pretty much word for word yeah 
I'm curious how you decided to approach the Tom DeLonge material. These are some of your most popular videos, and DeLonge is a very controversial and impactful character. You treat him quite fairly and give him one of the best portrayals of his hard-to-accept views. I'm curious how you manage to balance an objective approach while dealing with the eccentricities of DeLonge's actions and views. That one was kind of uh, easy in the sense where I literally just listened to his interviews and just plotted out, like, this is either a data point for his timeline that he said, or mm -hmm. this is a data point for, like, his overall view, which was, like, yeah. part two. And then just kind of putting them in chronological order. Although I do want to redo those. I do want to redo, like, basically all of my ones before <laughs> my recent two. But um, just because there's some stuff I left out in there, like... Uh, like I didn't mention, I and it wasn't on purpose or anything. I've just like learned since then. But he makes a big deal of his Freemasonry. I don't really know how it ties all into it, but I feel like yeah. I should like at least have presented it there and been like, "This is what he says." I don't know what to make. Like, do you have any opinions on that, by the way? I don't know enough about it. I <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's like I know that it's like an interesting thing, and but uh, yeah, I and it's like this kind of weird club, uh, very secretive and all that. Yeah, but I don't I don't know enough about it. But maybe you should do a Tom DeLonge part three and like add in like yeah. uh, the, the afterthoughts, the the extra the extra bits. <laughs> yeah, and there's some more stuff about like the timeline um, early on, like with his Greer connections and him getting kind mm -hmm. of into it that I think I've learned more about that I think would make kind of the whole his whole story a little more interesting and uh, like understand how he got from point A to point B. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess to answer his question, it was just I really just tried to. And I coached it too a lot. And the thing I'm like, I don't know if he's being used as a disinfo guy. I'm not telling you to believe mm. him. This yeah. is just, you know, this question literally gets asked on Reddit at the time, like every day. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? By like 10 different people. So here you go. And yeah, that's crazy. That's like my most viewed video and stuff like that. And it's just crazy too. Like the editing, I feel like it's so, the audio is pretty bad on that. But people still enjoy it, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were good. I thought they were good. I don't, you know, yes. when it's your own stuff, you're you're perfectionist, right? And you pick up yeah. on all these little things, and and yeah, every you, little you gotta... mouth noise and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on DeLong? Like, do you think everything he says is well? Obviously, I don't think there's everything he says. I don't think we can put it, pull it all in a bucket like that. But what's your kind of take on him? I guess. Uh, I think I think because like okay, so for example, a lot of people like to hate him. But um, I spent so much time in the past and in the history and like reading about people who like lived and died wanting to get congressional hearings and wanting yeah. to get rid of the stigma. So like what yeah. he did, I feel like is amazing, to be honest. Uh, call me a shill, call me whatever. His uh, his uh, the spaceship thing was ambitious. You know what I mean? But who knows? Maybe who knows? Maybe they could build something like that. You know, people some people say Tic Tac is ours. But um, yeah. I, I, I think. And I think uh, one thing people forget a lot, too, is that, like, he's super rich, especially yeah. at the time with Blink-182, which kind of just opens doors and gives people influence that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we don't understand even, you know what I mean? So it's, he was able to do something. He was able to help get the release of those videos. What I do wonder is if he, uh, like, how much of it was him planned or how much of it was, like, already planned for him kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's one where it's like, okay, I could see, because... That's what I would want to add too. Is like he had hit, go more into the the website he had made and stuff like that in the early two thousands. He was already kind of like a a a name, not the biggest name, but a a known name in the UFO community at that time. Because yeah, like he made he made a big uh a website like in two thousand two or something like that where people could mm. like post about UFO stuff and okay. and whatnot. So 
yeah i think what he's done is great i'm i'm i'm, I'm curious to see what he does next because like you never know right <laughs> what yeah. people are calling his show drug bears or whatever <laughs> it's like when that came out i thought oh that's pretty funny but uh you know he's like back in blink 182 so i i think he's done basically as much as he could do at the time he came in and i feel like he's exiting gracefully you know what i mean yeah and and like you say kind of good or bad like like him or loathe him he's done a lot for this this topic like to push it forward get it into the mainstream get it talked about and actually even though people a lot of people don't think he's very credible like he's made this topic way more credible because of the people that he's encouraged to to go public i guess um but he's he's so fascinating yeah by like he's this this rock star guy pop star rock star that's somehow does have the contacts that he says he has like you know if, if people didn't yeah. realize if we didn't have the evidence that that he is connected with these people and you know it'd be so easy to dismiss him as like yeah no way this guy like talks to all these people and has had these yeah. meetings and has been you know but he actually has and so then you have to question like how much of what he says is real and i definitely believe that there's a certain percentage of the stuff he says is going to be accurate um, but then there's going to be a certain percentage that's going to be not accurate. And then there's the stuff that's in the middle as well that maybe kind of is a bit muddy. Um, and then I also question like what's, you know, kind of his relationship to government um, because obviously they have had some, you know, contracts and stuff with TTSA. But then at the yeah. same time, like he's always trying to push the, I don't know, I say always, but I don't know if he still does so much, but he definitely has tried in the past to push the narrative of like, you're going to kind of thank the government for, for not telling you this stuff at some stage. You're going to be like, Oh yeah, I see why they didn't tell us and, and we're going to forgive them and all will be, all will be healed. And I just don't know how much of that I buy. I kind of, yeah. I hope he's wrong with that as well, obviously, because I hope that whatever the big secret is, is not horrifically terrifying. Um, I hope like yeah. at worst, <laughs> like I can deal with somber maybe, but like the way Tom kind of sometimes, makes me feel it makes me feel like there's something worse than somber like something terrifying yeah it's really uh some of the stuff they say is very unsettling right and uh yeah. to the uh i do get that sentiment too and like a lot of people have um it's like say that and i even say that too to a degree where it's like okay he's like totally like uh glorifying the military's role or not glorifying mm. but like glossing over you know yeah giving them and i just think yeah, I, I I think that was probably the only way he was going to ever be able to, like, get this to happen, you know what I mean? Um, So I do give him some leeway on that, but who knows? Maybe it is, like, once you find out, um, we will be feeling that way. I, a fun thing I like to ask people is, what would it have to be the truth for you to support the cover-up to the point where, like, you would murder people to support it? Yeah, I mean... Like, not you murder people, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there'd be anything, like, you know, to, to go that deep. Like, if, if if we weren't talking about that they've killed people and stuff to keep it quiet, if it was just a case of lying to people and, and like, you know, paying them off to be quiet, then that might be different. And maybe, like, it would have to be something pretty bad still. I mean, the way I look at it is I think I would want people... I would want to tell people whatever it is, but I kind of reserve the right to, to say, yeah, I... I in fact that that was not true like i you know do you know what i'm getting mm -hmm. at like i i like to think i would tell people the truth if i was if they put it in front of me and said this is the big thing do you want to tell people or not i like to think i would say yes we have to we just maybe have to do it carefully which might be what they're doing right now by the way but 
but at the same time yeah i recognize that the possibility that maybe it's something that would destroy society maybe it's just a case of they're keeping it quiet to keep people you know keep the rich rich and keep societies in order and keep us all in our place and keep every the status quo um but then there is obviously the other side where it it could be yeah. something so horrifically bad that maybe maybe they are kind of protecting us but i don't know if i buy it i mean there's not really the evidence there for me there's not really the track record with with governments and and military organizations and just people in power yeah. there's there isn't the track record of them genuinely trying to protect us so i don't think why would they be genuinely trying to protect us with this more likely they're trying to protect themselves i think yeah hopefully because yeah a lot of them do say some pretty uh somber right or when when lou recommended trains of the sea mm, have you read that I, I didn't read it but i it was stuck in my mind that he recommended it I... yeah i read it it's actually not that long uh uh i think it's only like 12 or 15 pages it's a short story so if you ever have some free time or something i'd recommend it but yeah and he walked it back but it is kind of a somber like story it's like well bro like uh yeah uh and then i think chris Mellon has a good quote i like too where it's like we don't even really know like what it is because when, when people are like we can handle the truth like da, 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 it's like we don't even really know like what the truth is like i because i do think there is a limit for everyone where it's like i would support the cover-up at this point or i would what if it's something horrible like the more people know about it the more like it is able to interfere with our like reality and like manipulate it mm. you know what i mean something like that yeah so it, they're, they're just kind of fun not fun but they are fun yeah. in a way interesting Little interesting puzzles. different kind of ways yeah like i guess you're right if you think about it like that like what about if they said to if they did contact the government right if they because they studied us for years and then they were like okay these are the people in charge and they go to them and they say right here's the situation but if you tell the masses about us then we're going to wipe out your planet we're going to exterminate yes, you exactly. i guess there, yeah. are, there are potential <laughs> right? things like that yeah like if that was the truth then yeah i would definitely be getting down on my knees I'm like i'm sorry like <laughs> yeah. you were right it was all yeah. a lie <laughs> yeah it's like you say so many unknowns and i'm, I'm gonna ask you later but i always question like how much anybody knows you know like uh, even the person that knows the most we have no idea really like i don't think i don't think personally that even the person that knows the most knows intentions um yeah but but it's just i would say person who knows the most probably doesn't even know like 60 percent, maybe and maybe like like us like ufo nerds going off publicly available information we're probably at like 12 percent mm. maybe yeah but yeah i feel like there's because there's just so much that we don't know about what these things do and they act so weird and mm. sometimes they're just kind of doing whatever sometimes they're, it seems like they're interfering with us you know to a degree and so. there's so much to it as well aren't there there's so many like little branches off yeah. and so many little tangents that seem connected that that most of them may be and maybe there's some that aren't and maybe there's some things that are just there's yeah there's there's a lot that i'd love to know uh, <laughs> yeah there's a there's a quote by uh amy michelle right that's a famous french i believe uh old school ufologist who he's on my video list but i mm. just heard someone say this quote he's like you get into ufos and you start researching like astronomy and angles and then before you know it you're into like mediterranean mysticism old like islamic witches doctors <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. so there's so many different little sub angles to this thing where it's like, and and even uh, did you see like Lou Elizondo in the in the Jesse Michaels video where he was talking about like the occult stuff with NASA? It's like, 
There's so many uh, different weird yeah. angles to this, like stuff. the the past lives thing or something like that. It was that something like that. And, and he said like that that a lot of the NASA rocket launches were on like the 33rd degree, something mm. like that. Okay, so I think they're yeah. gonna get into it more on his next interview, which might be out by the time this comes out. But um, there's so many weird layers and sub layers to this whole subject where it's like, what are what are we yeah. supposed to make of this? Yeah, it's it's weird and and a lot of like it makes me think what you just said. It makes me think about some of those like military badges or I can't remember which logos or badges it is, but with oh, yeah, like yeah. old Egyptian like sphinxes and things like that and like you know little hints to either ancient things on Earth or to to UFOs obviously as well. We've all seen those kind of mm-hmm. logos and badges and doing the rounds. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot we don't know. Um, having reviewed so much of ufology, do you believe there are any major aspects of the phenomenon that or the cover-up that people kind of misunderstand today. Most people, like the popular culture misunderstands. I think uh, kind of like my, my two recent videos, I felt like very like passionate and energized while making them because I do think, and kind of like what we were talking about earlier, it's like one, there's the phenomena angle and studying the cases. And two, there's studying the ways that like this subject has been like, per- like manipulated in the public yeah. eye. Yeah. And I feel like that's, like I feel like before you even get to the phenomena, you kind of got to internalize that as like a society and like as a person to person basis. Yeah. So that's why I was pretty, I was pretty hyped on my two recent ones, just kind of showing that. And in, and in many ways, um, and John Greenwald says something similar where it's like, it's easier to prove that like than it is the yeah. phenomena, you know what I mean? There, there's all yeah. this documentation of all the ways that media was influenced to shape public opinion and mm. Yeah, I think that's just an important angle. And for like the scientists and because I'm sure you feel the same way, too. Like some of these scientists, when they come on and like they're just so arrogant and cocky and it's like you guys don't even understand the history of the subject of like why now you're you're only doing this because you're like being allowed to per se in a, in a, in a chance. There's, there's scientists who have tried to get into this, who've had their like careers ruined, you know. So yeah. I guess just kind of understanding that and it's kind of just ties into my whole channel, right, where it's like. The history of it and how we were talking earlier too they're trying to gaslight us and like learn with us from post 2004 but there's this whole history that needs to be understood to make sense of like what's coming out today so i guess that's yeah that's needs angle, to be better understood yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah it is is really crazy when you really dig into all that like how it was genuinely planned to create a stigma and how how it, it they were completely denying things and laughing about things whereas literally having conversations behind closed doors about how this was real and how like they need to look into this and it's it's kind of terrifying really like the control that they have over media in that sense that again whether it's too. yeah and whether it's control or whether it's just like i read something in in leslie kane's book recently on a on ufos like um these two social political scientists like talking about the taboo and the stigma and everything like that and how that's kind of become so ingrained and i there it was a really good write-up and they're basically saying that it's not like come from a decision it's just like grown you know like a like a tree like where it's, mm. it started off as like we're gonna not say anything about this and then it's just grown from that and obviously there are we knew there are bits where they've said like yeah stigma, stigmatize it and dismiss it and debunk it and but at the same time, like it's like a natural snowball effect as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's wild. Yeah, like um, they did Gen F one four six in like the fifties, and that that just started the culture of pilots not reporting it. And then over the years, mm-hmm. I don't even think Gen F one four six is in play anymore. But it's just like after decades of that culture just building on top of itself, snowballing, and 
yeah you yeah. get to a place where we're at today yeah but it's it's starting to go the other way now i think and and hopefully yeah hopefully it's that's crazy. gonna pick up speed and snowball too it is crazy really yeah Which, how and much we were talking about like the, the obama tiktok to, that came out this week and yeah. eric weinstein on twitter some of the stuff he's saying it's he yeah. he has a great outlook on it by the way i just want to say uh just like in terms of just like uh humility to the mm. subject because yeah, yeah it just really grinds my gears when i see people who like are barely getting into the subject acting like they're better than like all the people who are already in the subject you know what i mean mm. and like they're giving it a fresh look you know now yeah. that they're looking at it it's a it's a legitimate subject you know so i think he has a good amount of like humility and like trying to understand and we're all just trying to understand like no one really knows what's going on but yeah his his main line correct me if i'm wrong but i think he's basically saying that like I used to think it was BS and I, and I now realize I'm wrong. There's something going on and we don't know what it is. And he says, I think if there's not something going on, then that in itself is like something we need to talk about because then what are people seeing and what, are, you know, what's all, you know, yeah, what are no, all these I, documents referring to? And <laughs> Exactly. He says like, uh, which I agree with too. It's like, we're either living through UFO disclosure, which is insane. Or we're living through the biggest like psyop of fake UFO disclosure, which That's is also it. like insane. And, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like both of those. One's a little more insane than the other, but they're both insane yeah. to be living through. <laughs> like, Definitely. like Obama's literally making TikToks about like UFO. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing about like if this is somehow. I mean, I don't think there's much chance that everything UFO has been human tech. I don't think there's my. There's obviously that kind of. 0.1% or whatever that 100 years ago we had some kind of secret you know tiny little <laughs> society maybe maybe a tiny pocket of ancient egyptians survived in secret and continued to growing their technological capabilities uh, all this time and so maybe it is some kind of human tech somehow but let's just say i think that's incredibly unlikely but even if it was that would be in itself like a profound and, and paradigm shifting yeah exactly uh, i totally agree yeah, yeah the, the so, tic tac if that was human tech it's like yeah that's insane like yeah like so whatever this thing is it's insane so that's the whole point unless it's just finding out what it is um let's go talk about the the tic tac a minute so during the nimitz incident um from my the ufo seemed to display or the tic tac seemed to display kind of precognition or telepathy or something along those lines by going to the cap point um you know that before the pilots went there based you know again nobody was supposed to know of that um this was something that, that i spoke to rich hoffman about recently he mentioned it and it got me thinking and what are your what, thoughts what, what on was that? this you... what was this take on because yeah that's one of the things where it's like the tic tac is like the nuts and bolts like everyone's like i'm a nuts and bolts guy like i love the tic tac yeah but then there's that angle of it right where it's like this yeah. kind of seems like actually more high strange this anomalous so I'm yeah. curious what Rich had to say. Exactly. Uh, and that's what I said to him. I said that this is like an element of that hugely talked about case with all this data that we just haven't really talked about on mass, yeah. you know, and it's and and so, yeah, he brought it up. He didn't we didn't go in deep on it. But, yeah, he, he believed that whatever it was displayed some kind of, yeah, whether it be telepathy, whether it be precognition, some kind of extrasensory ability by by going there. And, and I think as well, there's lots of cases of that through like throughout history where they seemingly are able to anticipate what maybe a pilot's going to do you know what kind of evasive maneuver they need to take beforehand and and yeah different things like that but what are your thoughts on it all yeah see i don't sometimes i'm like are these things time traveling or is it just like they're just so calculated they know what we're going to do ahead of time or they're able to like access like 
consciousness on a different level you know what i mean mm. the, all yeah. speculative right but uh yeah yeah i don't i don't know but there does seem to be some kind of like consciousness angle to this whole thing some kind of like yeah precognition and that kind of ties into even the remote viewing stuff a little yeah. bit it kind of seems like or astral projection and mm. i don't know but i i'm curious to see um like as this becomes more and more accepted like if there's going to be like a new like public sri remote viewing thing you know with like i i do think a lot of those things after being into the subject i do think some of those things are legitimate and i do think a, a good evidence of that is just how much money governments have spent on it over the years you know what i mean i feel like if it was really just totally dumb they would have spent maybe two to five years max on it um so yeah and and then we have people like lou elizondo and tom DeLong saying like yeah consciousness is a big aspect yeah. Jacques Vallée says it basically like everyone who's into this subject for a long time ends up there right uh, even the most nuts and bolts people I remember yeah. when Robert Hastings book came out do you remember uh because for for a while he was like the nuts and bolts guy like I only like documents and then he came out with mm -hmm. his book saying that like him and Bob Jacobs had been experiencers for like a while but they just didn't want to talk about it which I believe him you know some people some people from the outside would say like oh of course he's just trying to sell a book before he dies yeah. or something but uh uh, I, I, I don't I think that's the kind of thing you want to make up, really. It's, you know, especially yeah, yeah. in his situation. Um, and his books were selling good too. UFOs and nukes is like I'm sure doing well. So yeah, yeah that I I remember when that happened, I was like, damn it! I was like, I was really hope because you know Robert Hastings was one of the first videos I made because when I got into it, the whole UFO nuke angle is like so interesting, right? And it's like nuts and bolts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone wants it to be as nuts and bolts for as long as they can. Yeah. And then I remember when yeah. he came out that book, I was like, damn it, dude! Like you're supposed to be the guy that like. <laughs> kept us all grounded and now you're saying you get like stigmata at 3 a.m not so he, yeah. i don't think he said he got stigmata that was just me being uh joking but he, i think he did say like a lot of his encounters were like at 3 a.m and stuff like that like kind of spooky stuff he yeah. took it in a good light if i recall correctly so just for the record yeah i think there's going to be more and more of that you know like people as well that you wouldn't necessarily think had had these experiences that it's going to come out that that's going to be crazy huh Whoa, i haven't thought about that that would be and i'm even like non-ufo people imagine like, yeah like obama or someone being like yeah i also see you know yeah yeah that'd be crazy exactly yeah definitely and i think it is inevitably going to happen i mean like you look at even something like, um, you know, sexuality, like people even we're only now getting to a point where people feel like they're able to be open and honest about their sexuality because yeah. before there was fear and there still is that fear, but less so. But before there was way more fear of, of being persecuted for it, for your own kind of choices and things like that, your own, you know, however you, your preferences, however you are. Um, and people were afraid of that. And, and it's going to be a similar thing with this. Like there's, that's going to be way longer though, until I suppose that kind of stigma yeah. wears off and people feel confident enough to say like, this is something I've been dealing with. And I like what Grant says about kind of a, uh, a similar line, Grant Cameron, he says like, um, you know, like uh, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, there's like a lot of the population that was like, <laughs> like in their soul, like against gay marriage being legal, mm. like a legal thing, you know? Yeah. And then, kind of overnight it just kind of like was a thing and now like you'd be hard pressed to find like those people who 10 years ago and not saying like you should go hunt them down or anything like that but just the way that like society changes and he says like he suspects that the ufo topic is going to kind of go along similar paths of where it's like it was so taboo and you had all these people adamant to where like one day overnight <laughs> with no thank you to like all the people in the past who like fought yeah. for it you know what i mean uh yeah everyone's going to be a UFO person or support like UFOs like they support gay marriage, you know? So 
that that is kind of and and I think too um I tried to tie it in with my recent videos where it's like how are they able to build this stigma in society is how they're also able to it was along similar lines of Cold War propaganda of like anti-communist anti-socialist uh, and I'm not like advocating for either of those but I do think that you're able to talk about those subjects like in Western society a lot more you know what I mean the mm-hmm. farther we get away from the Cold War so yeah. there are these things that take like few years to kind of get rid of before they occupy a new space where they're discussed and debated yeah. so hopefully ufos is like on the next track of that yeah definitely and science like struggles to accept new things and and for science once science accepts it or begins to at least accept it enough to research it properly then you know like it's going to happen the media science and then the people are going to catch on it's or maybe the other way around um but yeah it's going to yeah. be a it's a slow process but i think we're maybe quite near the end of that process potentially like maybe it's been happening for way longer than we realized um yeah i i worry about the scientists a lot to be honest uh i feel like and and maybe it's just because the ones who like go into ufo twitter can be kind of arrogant but i don't know i feel like there i feel like there's going to be like a a soul searching for for them because i feel like there is this kind of like trust the science mentality you know what i mean people like to like Mm. flex like science is like the above all truth and like you guys kind of got duped too, like you know what i mean into not studying this thing for 50 years and stigmatizing those that did so it's like there needs to be some kind of like not like totally like let's redo all of science but just i feel like there 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 needs to be an acknowledgement or something like that like Mm. i don't know like avi Loeb should name something after james mcdonald or some you know what i mean something some kind of like acknowledgement of just this this role but i don't i don't know what, what yeah. do you think do you, do, you, do you see what I, do what I mean with that like i see what you're getting at yeah i mean i've i read a few times like um recently about you know the quote of like science advances with funerals or science progresses oh. with funerals oh that's, and it's that's like, hard that goes it, that's yeah it is but it it's kind of it's true and it's like it sucks but it's true as well right yeah. like because uh, you've got the old guard and and hopefully with this phenomenon hopefully it's not going to require that hopefully we're not going to have to wait for loads of people to die to to have yeah. this taken more seriously in science um i don't think we're going to need it but yeah that's the kind of the other side of it is like do we just need to wait for all the people that are young and more open-minded now to advance with inside a society where this is less stigmatized and where this is able to be talked about you know in the hallways rather than in secret that was something rich hoffman said as well like in his military career like he's been involved with stuff there for ages and he said it used to be people would come up to him and and take him into a side room and they'd talk quietly about you know a ufo sighting but now it's kind of in the corridors he hears people talking about that kind of thing and yeah i think that's a good like um it's a good way of it's it's kind of what's happening yeah. in society at large um let's change change a little bit here i want to ask you about yeah. another one of your videos that's not directly related to ufos um Uh-oh. nina kulagina or nina oh, yes. Kulag- kulagina i kind of always pronounce it wrong um but the alleged psychic the psychic claimant um what are your thoughts on i guess her but also in general like alleged psychic phenomena like is it is it a real thing you kind of mentioned it briefly a second ago but yeah just yeah. to hear your take yeah and then it kind of goes into like the the other quote too right it's like you get into ufos i'm gonna be nuts and bolts and before you know it like yeah <laughs> i low-key like some people might not like this i low-key believe you're a geller to a degree i think he's kind of flamboyant and goes over the top but yeah like in that video for people who may not know 
there's a, a Russian alleged Which, psychic name. Just to interrupt you for a second, I'll link mm -hmm. all of these videos oh, that we're perfect. mentioning from cool. your channel yeah. in the description. And so anybody that wants to watch it, like just scroll down, it's there. Sweet. So yeah, and, and Ninel Kulagina is I think how she would have said it. But um, With an she was an alleged Russian psychic and uh, they studied her for like over 20 years at multiple Soviet institutions. And multiple high-level scientists got uh, went on the record like defending her, and she went to court. And basically, it's either like one of the best documented cases of a psychic, or it's a uh, really elaborate game of misinformation. Mm. Which I'm open to either. Which I say like in the video too, I'm open to either. But I kind of do lean towards it being real. And that being said, I do think it does seem to be. I I think kind of legitimate to a degree, just because like what we were talking about earlier too. It's like. They funded the Stargate program for over 20 years. And then there's even uh, in your country, like the UK, there's articles you could find where they were like hiring remote viewers after 9-11 mm -hmm. to look for Osama bin Laden. Like I didn't even realize that until uh, recent uh, research. Um, I didn't even so, know that. that. You just you just yeah. told me something I didn't know. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll find the links to make sure that people can read the links and stuff. But yeah, and then you have like Lou Elizondo claiming to be a remote viewer and then I do know there was some pretty interesting studies in China for like telepathy and like moving stuff around. So I do think that there's something to it. Mm. They spent so much money on it over all the years. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised because I, I do know like a lot of people will point to James Randi as yeah. being like, oh, he debunked all these people and whatnot. And I do think there is um, like if you look into him, there is some kind of like he was getting funding from some people where it's like it's almost like he was like a philip class or like a, a carl sagan I, like this big public I, voice to discredit this you know yeah i think he also had his walls and defenses so high and like he was one of those people you know they say like um you can never kind of convince a hardcore believer otherwise and you can never convince a hardcore skeptic to believe no matter what evidence yeah. you show people i think he was one of those i spoke to stanley Kripner, who kind of knew him i think he had like a kind of a relationship oh, wow. with him and he kind of yeah i mean i don't know if well, i can't remember if it was with me or somebody else but stanley basically said that nobody was ever gonna win this thing because james would always like yeah. first of all i think you'd have to travel to him you'd have uh, to pay out of your own pocket to go there and you'd have to do everything under his conditions rather than you know conditions that maybe these things work under um were you gonna say something sorry no no i, I was just agreeing with you yeah like that sounds on brand uh yeah he, yeah he had it was kind of like philip class where philip class had this thing like i'll give whoever so much amount of money if they're able to prove and yeah it's it's um but who knows maybe not i like i said i think yuri geller has been flamboyant at times or like i think yeah. sorry i no, go, sorry. Go, no, no, no it's no, just no. it popped into my head something yeah, else stanley go, said he because he was friends with ingo swan as well and he said that ingo swan and I, I hope i'm getting this right but ingo swan wanted to go to do this thing with james randy but he just didn't want to pay for himself and he was like if james randy pays for me to go there uh like i'll go there and i'll i'll do because this guy didn't feel like he needed to prove anything it wasn't for the money and that kind of thing um but yeah what, so i think it's one of those that? I'm going to probably watch that after while I'm doing some work. That sounds Stan, like good... Stanley Kripner. Stanley Kripner. Well, and who is he? Uh, he, he? He just knew a lot of the guys? or He, old school, like a uh, sci researcher. So he did oh, loads. He's, cool. like, uh, he's like a professor. He's got loads of qualifications. And 
he's he's like in his late 80s now um but he like did loads of the dream telepathy research early on um in maimonides maimonides uh dream center or i can't remember the actual you know the name of it but he did loads of research and so he kind of seemingly knows everybody in in these areas yeah he was with ingo swan when ingo swan was like trying to remote view mars Oh, wow. He was like sitting in a room with him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Have you ever noticed, or like, uh, that like that first generation of remote viewers are all Scientologists? Have you ever I hadn't. picked up on no, that? No, I hadn't. No, yeah, I hadn't. that's something that, and that's something I always found really interesting. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's some kind of angle there. I don't know. Because then you also that's have the weird. whole like L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons, Alistair Crowley mm. thing that some people bring up. But uh, yeah, I think Ingo Swan was. I think Pat Price was. Hal was at that time. That's strange. Uh, it's yeah. really weird, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. if the next time you have someone on in that, um, like that's really in the like with the psi history, that I feel like a good, interesting question to ask because I'm trying to yeah, figure sure. out what's up with that too. Well, I'll um, come to you next time. I'm getting somebody on and <laughs> yeah. ask you for some questions for them. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm going to talk to Dean Radin soon. That'd um, be a perfect person to ask about yeah that. Like, he's like the, the godfather of, of this have you read his book by the way or one of his books called conscious universe the conscious universe no i haven't i need to i know he has a good book too ray that's just like all about like evidence or whatever this is that, is that. this is oh, this then, is yeah. just basically jam-packed full of stats and studies and meta-analysis is what it is it's a book of meta-analysis so he goes back through the decades and just looks like compiles all the studies that were done oh, that's cool takes out the outliers um and you know kind of throws away you know the the results like that maybe uh, seem like they they didn't they don't fit in with the bulk of the evidence um and he goes into all like the file draw stuff like how many studies of different results would you need to to nullify these oh and, yeah that sounds and perfect it's it's fascinating like it sounds like a must mind. read for the must have for the side definitely of definitely i seem to mention it like every time i'm talking <laughs> about this stuff um but it's definitely a must read um yeah 100 and again i'll put that link in the description i think i put that in most of my episode descriptions that book oh. just <laughs> i think it's so it's so important and you made me think of something else about the size stuff as well. Um, when you were talking about uh, the UK using remote viewers to try and find Barack Obama, um, hopefully I'm going to get this right, but I, I can't remember which president it was. That sucks. I should remember that. But oh. one of the one of the former presidents of the United States, um, I think there's there's video of him saying that they hired a remote viewer to find a downed airplane um i think a military a military aircraft like yeah i think that was uh, jimmy Africa carter i believe yes yeah i think jimmy so carter. have you heard the the clip where he says like yeah yeah and actually uh viewer? i featured that clip a little bit in my uh edgar mitchell video because um oh uh, yeah okay so edgar I mitchell was, that's where uh, i saw it <laughs> uh, maybe uh because edgar mitchell was kind of really influential in like getting that whole sigh and getting the funding kind of situation but yeah, that yeah. clip is crazy, right? Those are that's one of those clips, right? And I had to include it because it's like remote viewing sounds so outlandish. And then and then you hear a clip like that, or it's like President Jimmy Carter. And I'm pretty sure at the time he was referencing um George uh Bush Sr. was the CIA director at the time. I'm pretty yeah. sure it might be wrong. I have to fact well. check me, comment people. Um but but yeah, to hear him say that like so matter of factly, and then you know. Like we know from our knowledge that like when he's talking about California, he's like talking about SRI mm. and it's like, yeah, he says they found a down plane in Africa and yeah. that they were trying to find it forever. And then they went to this lady and then she gave him the coordinates. And it's like, it's like, it could all be disinfo, but I don't know. I think, and cause I mean, Jimmy it, Carter has a sighting too. Right. So I feel like he's kind of open to it. But, yeah. yeah. 
but like I say, like with Dean's book, like that, that was where everything changed for me. Before I read that, I really didn't give any weight to any of this stuff. Um, like I was pretty nuts and bolts with it before that. And like, I, I didn't, if you like remote viewing, you know, you know I'd read about yeah. it on, on the internet and I'd be like, ah, like, I don't know. And like, I just didn't really buy into any of it. But then that book just blew my mind, just changed oh, yeah, my, I... just flipped my paradigm. Um, that for sure. I'll just put a little note here. Cause yeah, I've heard about I'll... that too. Cause yeah, yeah I'll I've... send you the link if you want. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah, you should ask him for sure about the Scientology connection, just cause I'm curious. And then also yeah. I'm curious and what are your thoughts? of like Havana syndrome being like a psi mm. attack. You ever heard that? I, I think Yuri I've, Geller actually says that these days. I've heard but... about it. I honestly, I haven't looked into it enough to really form a strong opinion on it. Mm. It was kind of, every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look into that later. Cause right yeah. now I have enough floating through my brain and yeah, I haven't got to it yet to go in, in deep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause like people say it's connected to, yeah, like a psi attack, but then also like um, UFOs, like in some connection there. Yeah. So I I don't know, but I I know I, I can people... see it going in multiple ways. It it is a weird phenomenon. I think that is like, I think it's gonna eventually tie in somehow. Maybe psychotronic weapons, maybe psi attack, maybe UFO. Who knows? But yeah, it's the way they reported is weird. I don't know if you uh, some of the crazier ones. I I'm debating making a video about it, but I'm kind of on the fence. I'm like, because they're still doing the attacks or whatever. Yeah, uh, but some of them are like some lady allegedly got it at the White House lawn. So it's like what what weapon could do it there if if we're going off the assumption they're telling the truth but um yeah so many layers to every story right like are you lying yeah. to me <laughs> yeah it's, it's wild um let's let's kind of i was going to do quick fire in a little bit but let's kind of maybe throw my last few questions before quick fire into quick cool. fire because I, I don't want to keep you too long today um so let's kind of maybe try and rattle through a bunch right. of different things and you can just quick kind fire. of give me yeah. just give me your like in a nutshell thoughts um it's going to be hard because obviously these topics are huge yeah and like each one individually fun. we could probably do like an hour on like really dissect <laughs> it but, know, but let's right? kind of like just just sweep through these um faster than the light um not quite that fast it doesn't have to be that fast but let's just move let's just move fast um so taking into account all of your research everything all of your studying everything you know everything you've seen everything you've read your gut, your gut feelings and everything. Like, what do you think that the UFO UAP phenomenon actually represents? Like, what do you think the they it like is? Who are they? Is there a they? What is I, it behind? The I would say the at? best quick rapid response answer would be the cover of that Jacques Vallée book where it's like a hand with a puppet with like the puppet has hands that are also puppets. I feel like it's like, I, I feel just so like, I don't even know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's literally just like a mesh ball that just can make us view whatever we want. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of I would say I, I'm i willing to go like interdimensional, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think it's interdimensional over like a physical being on another planet because I do mm -hmm. think it is able to like manipulate our perceptions of reality. And who knows, maybe that is a physical technology down the line because we kind of do some similar things where we manipulate animals like emotions. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure other countries do it on people. I'm sure we do it on people too but if i had to like go all in on one i'd say like an interdimensional and multiple things going on but interdimensional yeah. being that can manipulate space time and maybe can even time travel mm -hmm. and i i do kind of lean towards the, the trickster element of it sometimes it just seems like a troll like it isn't even you know what i mean like or a kid like you know so 
yeah that's my rapid fire but also it's like all speculative who knows <laughs> yeah no this whole thing is going to yeah, be speculative cool. from here on out obviously a lot of it's already been speculative but yeah that's that's a fascinating take i'm still kind of not really prepared to like understand interdimensional yet i don't even really kind of can't get my head around it properly for me i'm still on like the most rational explanation feels like it would just be interplanetary extraterrestrials mm. it feels the simplest but maybe it doesn't it doesn't easily explain everything um so if i pushed you on something even more speculative mm-hmm. um on in relation to that like intentions the most speculative of all speculation like have you could you even speculate on their intentions are they friendly do they come in peace uh i wouldn't so i think there's multiple things going on and i wouldn't be surprised if some of them are maybe agnostic to us in the way that we are to like mice you know that we mm-hmm. test on you know yeah and i yeah. think that might be a, a big reason for the cover-up is like let's say hypothetically like all the missing 411 people is related to this you know what i mean yeah yeah so about that as well yeah christ yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so hopefully not but and then uh Kolaris is um uh, i have three videos on and it's one of my favorite cases and there uh people were getting injured you know what i mean and it mm. kind of seemed like it was intentional uh might have just been like a byproduct of an intentional way of gathering information on behalf of whatever was behind these like and those ones it was like orbs and a bunch of different shapes and it's really well documented but as far as intention um i don't know i think a lot of them like to watch wars it seems like but then again who knows and then and then you have the angle where you have people like james fox saying they walk among us so that adds mm-hmm. a whole nother like can of worms uh yeah 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 i don't know Cool. No, that's that's all good. Um, <laughs> assuming there's a non-human intelligence here of some form or another, how long have they been here? I would imagine at least as long as recorded human history, which is what, like 13,000 years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe. And if they could even time travel, who knows? But yeah, I would say at least recorded human history at least and probably even as long as humans have been like present in their current form which is i think like 150,000 to 200,000 years yeah yeah weird to think time. about <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's, it's cool to think about it um have you ever personally witnessed a ufo or ever seen anything that you no. would consider like strange no Nothing very like fortunate. paranormal or anything fortunately and i and i i personally don't and i I'm not like anti C5, but I just think that there's a lot of like research that people should do beforehand just because you never really know. I, It's almost like uh, before you take like a, a psychedelic or something, you want to like research it thoroughly beforehand because you yeah. just never know if you go into it like with a blank slate, some some things bad could happen, I think. But I do think a lot of people have good experiences too. So, you know, but uh, I haven't had one and I personally don't want one because it does seem like even in... Uh, when it's like not intentional some people will get like hurt or radiation burns or Mm. you know what i mean Mm. develop some kind of uh cancer or something yeah yeah interesting i i haven't seen one either or not not properly but i i kind of want to see one from a distance but yeah kind of would you do ce5 would you do would you ever try ce5 or i don't know i mean like you i kind of probably similar to you in that sense like i'm kind of I'd be a bit freaked out. Like I, yeah. I'd need to do a, quite a bit of research beforehand. And even then, like, I don't know how comfortable I feel like doing that. Like, I don't know who I would be communicating with. Like if exactly. that's assuming it works, I, what that was going to be in our quick fire. I was going to ask you if, if your take on that, like, is it real? So I'm guessing you think that there is something to it. Um, 
or at yeah. least could be. Because even like even like Greer and Elizondo, they seem to like be yeah. like they hate each other, but they both agree like CE five is a thing. They mm-hmm. have different interpretations of it, and it kind of yeah. does seem like uh like the the concept of CE five like it's just kind of like a modern way of branding like different um practices of like ancient cultures and stuff like that so i wouldn't be surprised but yeah it is kind of unsettling too because then you have to think like so is this thing always just able to hear what i'm saying and now that i want it to it's like responding to me you know so yeah and if there's some kind of hitchhiker effect like uh you know like uh, yeah follow you home um yeah i don't know if it's something i would want to mess around with for now um like yeah i'd be kind of freaked out like you say um what's your favorite ufo et movie movie oh that's a good one uh, hmm. like earlier we briefly touched on arrival we mentioned arrival i like uh, arrival for the intro the intro i think of arrival is like the best in terms of like that's what i like to imagine it will be like when it officially like when it's yeah. real for everyone and yeah. then aside from that uh there was this really good one uh let's throw some wild ones out there or actually is there a tv show question because i might answer with a tv show you, you, you can do either yeah just just there's, kind of okay. take it away <laughs> there, there's a tv show uh that steven spielberg actually did which i actually want to do a video on which i think will be fairly interesting because he has he has a lot of uh ufo lore surprisingly like um his first movie he ever made i think was uh, like inspired by a ufo case and it was like when yeah. he was a teenager uh but he has a show that came out called um taken and it was like in 2004 with it was on the sci-fi channel and it's like when dakota fanning was really young but that one that show is pretty interesting and i recommend people watch it wow. um yeah it uh it basically goes from like the roswell time period up until 2004 and it tracks like different families relation to the phenomena okay, it's almost yeah. kind of like a secret machines but for yeah. the 2000s so I, that's a fun one awesome yeah I, I haven't come across that and just do you I got any idea where people might find that to watch that or uh i think it's on youtube to be honest I, but like with like greek subtitles or something like that um <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah I'll, I'll see if i could find it and send it to you and then okay, we could cool. uh, have it in the description yeah if we find it i'll put it there but yeah that sounds awesome i'd like to watch that as well um crop circles uh are they all hoaxes is there a ufo connection is it you know what do you what's your take in a nutshell i honestly haven't done too much of a deep dive but if i had to go in on it i would say i wouldn't be surprised if some of them are because isn't there something like about like the way the, the they're bent when it's like a real one or something but i don't know i, I have really haven't done a lot i i do like think anomalous a lot his channel and i think he thinks that some of them are legit so mm. maybe but yeah i haven't I haven't done enough research on it yeah they're, they're interesting i haven't either done enough but there i think there are certain things that point to at least some of them maybe being legit and it seems like it could be a you know some kind of way of communicating for some yeah. some some species of thing that's very different to us um yeah like john mack was interested in those as well at the end of his life uh he went to visit one and lay down in one and said like the energy was like oh really? like feeling really intense for him and stuff yeah they're big in uh, your country right? like your home country right i feel like in the uk yeah they they are bigger there i think but i think most people in in the uk just dismiss them as like people messing around mm-hmm. um i'd love to see one like a legit big one that like people think is is not made by humans but yeah i don't really know what to think either i'm kind of with you on that i need to at some point do more research this one you probably know quite a bit about seeing as you've made a video about it cattle mutilations what's Ooh. your your kind of 
gut feeling on that and again we could talk about it for ages but <laughs> right is it is <laughs> it a, like there's definitely a potential ufo connection do you think there is a if UFO i had to connection? like bet the house on it i would bet probably connected i think it's connected and, yeah. and that might even be more of like the interdimensional being aspect of it but um yeah yeah I, why I castle as so. well I don't. I don't even and know. Like too, right? and, but, yeah, but, and horses too, right? We don't hear about dogs, do we? We don't hear about dogs and cats being like having the same things done to well, them. So the scary thing is, like, what if they do it to humans? There's some cases out there mm, where it's like yeah. people say, like, this kind of looks exactly like a cattle mutilation, but a human. Maybe it was a cartel. Hopefully, it was a cartel. Yeah. But yeah. uh. Have you, have you come across those? I've heard about human mutilation, <laughs> yeah. It's, I didn't really, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole because I'm a bit afraid of that. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. let's just hope that they're not doing that. But yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe the reason they do cattle mostly is maybe it's something to do with the fact they realize that's like a major source of food for us. Like humans eat that a lot and they drink the milk from that and they, you know, who knows? It's all speculation, but... Yeah, it's definitely bizarre that it seems to be cattle a lot and it doesn't seem like it's human in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. Your video was on that was awesome, by the way, as well. Yeah, and, and that's interesting too, right? It's like there's the, the FBI officially investigated it in like the 70s or 80s and they didn't really come to a conclusion. And mm. it was a big enough deal where like uh, that congressman, former astronaut, was like bringing it up. And so it's it has a history here. And, and, um, what also I think is interesting is the way the National Enquirer covers it, because in some of my videos I touch on it. I'm probably going to make a, a, a standalone National Enquirer one, but I do think the National Enquirer, there's enough circumstantial evidence to say it was part of like just general narrative control for the CIA, but also specifically with like UFO stuff. So there was some times mm -hmm. where like they would get um, some big cattle mutilation cases before the mainstream media would. So I think it's like almost like using the disinfo as like a map of like what's real and what's not, you know, uh, yeah. or in, in the same way that like uh, when Linda Moulton Howe came up with her cattle mutilation documentary, that's when Richard Doty came into her life. You know what I mean? Like there seems to be this right. kind of like you do something yeah. interesting, worthwhile, and then you get piled on by the National Enquirer, by Richard Doty, by Philip Class, you know, yeah. So yeah. using that as like a map of like what's real, what's not. But who knows? Yeah. Again, watch uh, watch Red Panda Koala's video on that. I'll put it in the description. What about um, the abduction phenomenon? I would say if I had to bet the house, I would say yes, although I haven't done as much research. And I'm also very iffy on the whole like hypnotic regression thing. So mm. I don't know. Do you, do you have an opinion on that? A hypnotic regression? Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? The hypnotic regression thing, because yeah. obviously there is, it is possible for ideas to be implanted there. But from, I read Ralph Blumenthal's biography of John Mack. I don't know if you've read that. Oh, no, I need to. It's on my list for sure. From the, you know, kind of, and I know Ralph a little bit now. I've spoken to him a couple of times on this podcast. I don't know him obviously like personally well or anything, but he comes across as a very genuine and, and trustworthy person. And he, everything I've read about John Mack and, and he had a lot of, access to john max you know files and everything and personal stuff and people that he knew he seems legit and genuine and very intelligent and i don't he didn't strike me as the kind of person that would implant things into people's minds on purpose to get a certain narrative out of them um but yeah it's it's hard that yeah and I it's like know, with ufos like regression. you get this kind of like humility for everything where it's like i used to dismiss ufos am i just blindly dismissing remote viewing or, or hypnotic mm. regression and then you also don't want to fall like too heavy into it where it's like i believe everything now because yeah it's, yeah it's 
it's a can of worms i think there's probably too many people though that say they've been abducted i, I do think there's something to that um and it makes sense as well like really like if it's yeah. some kind of species here that have been watching us and studying us it makes sense that they would want to take us up and and study us and and maybe it's not evil maybe it's not the opposite maybe it's not good maybe it, it, like you say they're yeah. just kind of irre- irrelevant to them like, and, and there's some too mice. where it's like not even hypnotic re- and regression and it's like i've never had a sighting but uh when i like as I'm making my channel and stuff, I will tell people like what I do. And sometimes more recently, people are like more open to it, right? UFOs are more. But I started in like 2018. And when I was first getting into it, I had a family friend who was like this really, um, she was an older, like very distinguished lady, like has her own house. She was like a lawyer in the 70s and stuff like that. And I expected her to be like very dismissive of the subject. And then she told me like super seriously, like, no, she had an experience when she was driving with a female friend and Mm. they had um, like, uh, a ufo go over their car and it like messed with the radio and messed with the 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 car and they basically had missing time so it's like wow. sh- there's no point of her story that has hypnotic regression but it was the most indicative of like the missing time yeah. angle is like abducted or something happened you know yeah. so yeah that's crazy and i think a lot of them obviously even people that go and visit somebody to do hypnotic regression they have to realize you know something has happened and they have to be convinced enough of something to go and see somebody like that in the first place right like yeah. either missing time or some kind of physical evidence on their body that doesn't seem familiar or some vague memories blurry memories um but yeah, it's a fascinating phenomenon. And you should read John Mack's book. It's, uh, uh, John Mack's book. I probably read John Mack's books as well, but Ralph's book, I meant, uh, The Believer about John Mack, the, his biography. Yeah. I want to read his Lawrence um, of Arabia book, huh? Right. Have you, cause he has John one. Mack's book yeah. on, on yeah. Yeah, T. Yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read it, but it does sound very interesting. Yeah. Um, I talked to Ralph a little bit about that in one of my interviews with him because um, of yeah the John Mack connection. Um for you which again if i had to if you got to choose one on the spot obviously you might come up with something different if you had time to think about this but which ufo case would you say is most compelling and suggestive of some kind of non-human intelligence so yeah i always fall back on colaris being my favorite one for multiple reasons it was a multi-month wave with multiple sightings i think like over 100 ranging from farmers to fishermen to police officers to police commissioners to um mayors even in the region so a nice spectrum of like different classifications of people that some people might find more credible than others or whatever yeah and then you have physical marks uh you have the doctor testifying that like multiple people had like radiation burns and like we're getting like poked and prodded by these things um you have multiple you have a lot of media coverage and then the fact that it's in brazil is also important you know what i mean because people always say like oh it's only an american thing yeah and then you had the military come out and investigate with Sao prato and uh <laughs> uh basically they were sent to go like calm the public and then they all eventually had sightings and whatnot and then yeah. it was covered up where they said it was a lighthouse offshore that was causing all the sightings and then there was like a 30 to 40 year period where it wasn't touched and then in 2004 through lobbying efforts of like Brazilian UFO researchers, they were able to officially release some of the documents which had been leaked before here and there. So they got them officially released. So it basically just has like everything where it's like not in America, there's multiple witnesses, there was an official cover up, and then there was like an acknowledgement of a cover up. And then yeah. what I also like to say when I bring this up um, to anybody in the government who might be watching, it's like uh, Brazil released these files that are pretty, it's pretty much like one of the most scary, I would say, 
UFO cases and like their economy didn't crash and like yeah. nothing went crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Nothing went super crazy. So for that reason, yeah. I do say Colaris. It just has like everything uh, in my opinion. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and topical seeing as you chose the, the Brazilian case, I wanted to ask, have you seen Moment of Contact yet by James Fox? And what are your thoughts on that incident, the Virginia incident, just again, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, in like a 60 seconds? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it. And I feel so bad because I actually bought a ticket for the LA premiere, but I just got like oh, super yeah. caught up with work. I was so sad. But luckily, oh, yeah. I, I still like bought the ticket and like I didn't request a refund. So I want to spread it. Yeah. And I haven't seen it yet. On that incident, I was telling someone, we need to rename it first and foremost and then uh, uh it, it's interesting in the lobbying efforts that i was talking about earlier in 2004 they released um the files for three cases there was the colaris case there was the 1980s like night of brazil and there was another one and the the high-ranking military official who was speaking to the brazilian ufo researchers said that he had searched for the virginia case but couldn't find anything now that doesn't uh, yeah. mean it wasn't real or not but i just remember at the time being like oh that is interesting but according to the whole lore, it seems like the U S was really involved. And, you know, I think, I think James Fox is like a smart dude who has like good connections. So I don't think he would spend all the time to make a video, a documentary, you know, about a case that he wasn't like fairly confident on. So I would say something for sure happened there. I would, uh, I would say so. Yeah. And I I need to watch it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's, it's good. It's compelling. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, are you pretty convinced that like something happened after watching it? Oh, definitely something happened. Um, whether it's exactly what is said to have happened, like, I mean, I have no reason to think that what said to have happened didn't happen. If you see what I'm saying, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my life on it, but the people all seem pretty trustworthy. I don't know everything i haven't gone into it really deep in terms of like looking into everybody that's a, a witness like looking into their background and like mm-hmm. how credible they are individually but it, there's a lot of smoke there you know like yeah. there's there's a lot there so and brazil has yeah. like so much so like a big history with signings and stuff like that yeah yeah no it's fascinating he was even like standing on the street at one point like like waiting they're trying to get people to come up to them like to tell them if they know anything about it and some people come up and they're mentioning like that there were the roads were closed there were big blockades and like military vehicles and there's a lot of stuff that line up to make it very very compelling and very strange um and apparently there's like footage of of this being so yeah i've been seeing that on twitter like all the it's like still actively going on this week yeah they're trying to get this yeah they're trying to get it out right yeah so that should be interesting yeah hopefully um i'm not going to say i'm like expecting that to come out but we can we can have hope um what about roswell again uh, super quick but just like i I guess the the question in super quick terms to help you would just be like did it happen was there did a craft crash if i had to say about the house i would say yes yeah okay okay um and it like you said about somebody said that they couldn't find the virginia records um roswell's the same right Half yeah of those exactly records right. are just gone they've been destroyed but that something definitely happened there like they've even admitted that it was like, we've gone from balloon to project mogul balloon to something you and know, the, the timeline of the dummies doesn't make sense for their most recent like explanation yeah so something is nothing up. adds up yeah um when will a human first leave our solar system? Just a, uh, your your best your best guess. Hopefully, we'll be alive to to check this. Twenty seventy. Um, if, if we make it to twenty seventy, we, yeah, we will have stargates we by there. then. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, is there ET life in our solar system? I'm talking like fish in Europa's oceans or bugs say, yes. under the surface of Mars, like little stuff. I would say yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially at that level, yeah, I would say for sure. Yeah. Above like cellular level, you think there's like something maybe fishy, buggy, insecty yeah, fishy, somewhere. Yeah, buggy. Yeah, maybe even like rodenty. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, like a rodent lizard. Yeah, yeah I like it. Nice. Um. What about consciousness? Again, huge topic that we could go for like hours and hours yeah. and hours on. I guess the question to help simplify this is, do you think from your understanding, is it, uh, or just from your gut feeling, is it um, a product of the brain or is it something non-local oh. or at least part of it, partly non-local? See, that's one where I don't even know where to bet. I, I like both of the trains of thought where it's like, oh, you're an antenna. Um, Sometimes maybe I think the antenna, if we had a bet, let's just go out antenna where there's like, there's a non-local aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe why you uh, could pick up on when someone's thinking about you or someone, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And if C5 is real, then, then that would kind of play yeah. into that as well. And all the psi phenomenon and everything like that. Um, will the U S government ever tell us everything they know about the phenomenon? And if so, like, yes or no. And if so, just guess a year again <laughs> uh everything no but i do think they're going to tell us more than they've been telling us like a fairly good amount and uh let's say uh 2024 let's do it on the election 2024. year 24 <laughs> nice and optimistic i like it okay cool um do you have an opinion either from research if you've done research in this area or just from kind of gut feeling or whatever it might be or, or belief i don't know but do you have a, an opinion on what happens after we die um yeah, no, I don't know. I was raised Catholic. I'm agnostic these days. And uh, I don't know. Some days I'm like, oh, maybe we reincarnate. Some days I'm like, maybe it's just like nothingness, like how you imagine what it was like before you were born. Yeah, I have no idea. What about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk for literally hours about <laughs> this. Like, I, I've done a lot of research into it. It all started with netflix's series oh, uh, yeah. based on leslie kane's book surviving death then i read leslie kane's book and it just that was i read that and then directly after finishing that book i was on to dean radin's conscious universe oh, so nice. those two books like just kind of yeah changed everything for me and i mean i guess if i can simplify it into just like a couple of words what happens after we die something something <laughs> happens after we die i'm i'm 99 yeah. certain we don't just die and then we're gone like, there's some crazy gone. stories out there of like little kid remembers everything about their yeah. old life and their family and you weren't supposed yeah. to get married and <laughs> yeah. yeah i've talked to a lot of the people on this podcast of like scientists and stuff that research in this area and 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 people I'm, i've spoke to leslie about it actually is tyler henry yet, a, but... a guy in that field too right he's a medium yeah yeah have you talked to him said, no i haven't i would like to he's he's pretty well known i don't know if he'd be interested in coming on my little podcast but yeah maybe one day i did i did talk to a medium though that episode it probably i think yeah it will be out by the time i put yours out so that oh, episode that'd be is cool. out. i'll um, check it out yeah a physical medium that was as somebody that leslie kane knows i found out about him via her book um but yeah mediumship again is something i just would i totally dismissed until that netflix series and then leslie's book um where in fact there's actually loads of evidence that they've done loads of science on it like double blind quadruple blind tests on these oh, people wow. to see if they can get genuine information and everything points to there being something real going on there the, the the only question is or the biggest question is whether they're getting it from 
deceased people like spirit people that have died or whether it's like via some kind of sigh like we talked about earlier mm. like some kind of telepathy like like reading the person that they're supposed to be but that's why they do that quadruple blind stuff so basically avoid oh, i that, need to get that book too that. then yeah that sounds like a good one to have on deck the, of just like i i recommend that so strongly like that that's my the most important book i ever read that oh, surviving death like literally Dang. like changed okay. changed my life like made me less afraid of dying and everything and just started me on a whole new journey so hundred percent recommend you read that um and and yeah if you ever have time check out a few of my episodes oh, on, I will. On, I, on those I, topics i'm gonna watch that one i think next the uh, the kipner guy Krip, kripner stanley kripner. kripner he's a legend as well you're gonna love stanley he, we talked to you about ufos quite a bit as well at the end so nice. you're gonna you're gonna like it um basically the last question i wanted to ask you is if somebody that had never come across your channel before uh discovered it or, or goes and finds it now via this which video would you encourage or recommend them to start with or series of videos uh, or whatever i would recommend them start with the uh, the the one i did two ago maybe three ago by the time this drops how the cia and air force created the ufo stigma because mm -hmm. um and i think even just the the intro like not to like gas myself up or anything the intro was like pretty fun to like make and find all the clips of just it starts with just a decade after decade of audiences just instinctively reacting by laughing to when presented with any uh, information yeah. about ufos and it yeah. just really kind of shows like it gets you in the mindset of like we've kind of been programmed and it's uh, i think i do i do a good job of going through like uh evidence and like documents and and everything cited in the description so just showing how like um the the public perception on ufos has been manipulated to get to a point where it's like that right because like yeah that montage when you see them all like but just back to back through the decades of just and it, it and and like oftentimes rude too like in the face of someone mm. like being totally serious and so yeah, yeah i think that I, I would recommend starting there yeah awesome um and i'll put that in the description and um yeah you just made me think again that like that still kind of happens now a little bit we're like in the final phases of that going out right like if a tv yeah. talk show host in america says something about ufos or aliens people generally still kind of laugh like we're still in the kind of final dying out of that that period yeah um this has been awesome red um Dude, to kind of to, fun times i i've really enjoyed it and and i love your channel i love your videos and i i can't wait to watch the next one and i hope you keep making them for a very very long time thanks and i've got a good amount of your interviews i've kind of i think the oh, yeah? so the leslie keen ones and the ralph blumenthal ones i for sure have um so yeah leslie's um, that leslie's not out yet or it wasn't it wasn't oh, no? it will be out by the time this is published no did you do one with both of them no oh maybe i'm sorry i guess i just well you've done ralph then i've definitely yeah, I've done, ralph, I've done one. ralph twice yeah but leslie will be out by the time this oh, is out as well so. on. Um, oh, yeah. if, it, if it was if it was mine it, i did talk to somebody called marjorie woolacott but that's she kind of has some well then oh well there, that's <laughs> exciting for you then did you already talk to her i already talked to her about surviving death stuff but i'm talking to her again like uh very soon about ufos um, okay so yeah yeah um anyway like i say i really enjoyed this man and, and i really appreciate you giving me your time and and conversation and, and sharing your knowledge and research and everything it was it was fun sweet man thank you thanks for having me and i'm totally down to do it again I had a great time awesome yeah we will
Thank you for watching my conversation with the brilliant Red Panda Koala. I hope you enjoyed it. Please check out the description and subscribe to Red's channel via the link there. We'd love you to comment with your feedback on this conversation and please let us know your favorite of Red's videos. Please subscribe to continue unraveling the universe with us and consider contributing via Patreon to help us keep this channel going. Thank you.